Hello and welcome to the second, uh, I was about to say anniversary, the second anniversary of our first Corona episode. (laughs) The Corona episode number two, as it were. Uh, um, This is Sneaker Madness. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. Hi, Sam, in a different city than we are in again. Hello, coming to you once again live from a taqueria salsa, this time with the paper towel as a pop filter. Ooh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, We do have a pop filter on order, so hopefully uh, it's coming your way soon. It'll be ironic if it doesn't work as good as this paper towel. Yeah, no shit, huh? White gold. We'll have to redo the entire industry, like... Go on all the podcast network, or we'll have to go to CES, which CES may never even happen again, and be like, get a booth and like demo the newest pop filter for podcasting. And everybody's like, uh, can I use that to wipe my ass instead? You could, I'll take you it. Could. <laughs> I don't have any toilet paper, give me pop filters. <laughs> uh, hello, Jackson Hole, how uh, is your face? My eyes are itchy. Yeah? Yeah. But other than that, I feel pretty good. Is itchy eyes a symptom of coronavirus? Because you shouldn't be touching your face. No, that's just allergies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Allergies to not coronavirus. Wait, then you would have itchy eyes if you didn't have coronavirus, which is exactly what I'm not implying. So never mind. Uh, I've got some topics, guys. Okay. Starting with... Earthquake! <laughs> um, if you didn't know, which you probably don't, uh, Idaho had a 6.5 uh, magnitude earthquake yesterday afternoon, right after Sam and I were working on uh, doing some compression work for the podcast. And I'll admit, it scared the shit out of me. I barely noticed the fucking thing. Oh, you but... dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I felt worse in California. That's the problem. And there's nothing normal about being used to earthquakes, and that's what sucks about living in California, is you get used to the fucking things. Yeah, the majority of our listeners uh, come from uh, California, specifically Southern California, so they're quite familiar, and they're like, 6.5, you've been... It's a little different when you don't go through it all the time, okay? That and we were were hundreds of miles away from the 6.5, so what I felt was about a 2. Yeah. And I was like, I actually had to think about it. I like stopped. And it's funny because like reflexively, I just like stopped right in the doorway. And I was like, no shit, an earthquake. Right. And right. then I was like, I guess that was it, huh? All right. How about that? Yeah, we haven't had one above uh, five anywhere in the state in 37 uh, years. So it's pretty rare for Idaho to have uh, high magnitude earthquakes. Jackie, this was your first that you remember. The last one that happened here was 1983, which I barely remember. But uh, what was your uh, what was your reaction? Well, I was sitting there watching The Simpsons on Hulu mm-hmm. and cross stitching. Yes, I'm old, and <laughs> <laughs> I know what the listeners are going to say. I'm not. A, I'm not ashamed. It was cross stitching. My God, and. Uh, I thought that you were running around the house behind me with the dogs, and I was just getting ready to turn around and be like, what the hell, man? You're going to knock out then- my curlers. I'm trying to cross-stitch. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> You're interrupting my matlock. And uh, right when I was turning around, Justin screamed from downstairs. He's like, get in a doorway. 
Because I didn't really realize what was happening. I thought somebody was running around the house and then it got really loud and you could hear it. It sounded like really bad thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the wind at first, but uh, it was a weird experience. It wasn't like it wasn't sharp. It was very wavy. And, uh, you know, the the house just kept being wavy. Like it wasn't like like shaking. It was just like you were on a boat. Yeah. It's sea legs. And you're boat was your house it was really weird it was uh dis- it was disconcerting and then i kept feeling it like i wasn't sure if they were aftershocks you know like uh, I-, I don't know if anybody else goes through this but like when we were in hawaii we went we would go uh, uh snorkeling and sometimes you go out a little bit too far and you get douched by waves pretty hard you know you get that gentle rocking at first and then all of a sudden you're rocking pretty hard and then bam you're suddenly knocked into your spouse and you both have concussions um but you get back to shore and, like, a couple hours later, you'd still feel like you were out snorkeling. I used to have the same experience when I'd go skiing. Sam, you ever have that, like, weird, like, later you're still feeling like you're Yeah, your equilibrium is off. And that's what happens right after an earthquake. It feels like it's going after it stopped. It's right, even common. though it was only, like, 10 seconds. It it's, wasn't even 10. Yeah, it's it, it was... It was one of the most minor earthquakes I've ever experienced. Oh, from where tough well, guy. Well, just <laughs> from the distance we were at, like, because I had to think, like, was that an earthquake? Yeah. Oh, I knew. No. We might have got hit earthquake pretty hard when they're big. You're yeah. like, oh shit, this is a big one. Yeah, we might. I would say. Well, I don't have a whole lot to compare it to, but I just based off of television, I would say like we felt maybe five. Um, definitely not six point five. But dude, this house was a rocking. It. Was, you guys got it harder than I got it then, because yeah, I had to like stop and go. Is it? Yeah, I no, guess it, it was. It was moving. I we went out today to like look at the to see if our chimney was still like not cracked and it wasn't, which was another weird thing like earthquakes just don't make sense. Like they your whole property is moving. How is it still nothing broken like everything should be snapped? It doesn't make any sense. Your the foundation, our foundation's old, as old as the last earthquake. Well, older actually. Like if you're by the epicenter and it's above a seven, that's when things have a chance to start cracking. Right. That's also when you're like, this is definitely an earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it scared me a lot. And uh, it was very disconcerting because all I can think about was I didn't know what was happening. I didn't grab any dogs. They were all just walking around. And, uh, it scared me pretty bad. I drank a lot of cheap wine last night, and today I have the yellow shits. Yeah, the earthquake actually uh, did <laughs> damage one thing, uh, the podcast, because today we were going to talk about The Three Amigos, because uh, I finally got a, a copy of The Three Amigos on DVD for $4 on Amazon. Uh, nice. In widescreen. Um, and we were going to watch it last night, and then Jackie was too nerve-wracked to watch Three Amigos. <laughs> I just can't do it. Not with these goddamn earthquakes. So instead, uh, I've filled that gap with uh, some earthquake trivia. But uh, it's not pop quiz hotshot. We're just going to give you guys some fun facts about earthquakes. Oh. Um, But I can make a pop quiz a little bit. Uh, What do you think was the largest recorded earthquake in the U.S.? What was the magnitude? Sam, since you seem to be the earthquake guy, go ahead and uh, give us a guess. I've never heard anything above 8-1, but there probably is. Okay, Jackie? 
I'm going 9.5 on the Richter scale. Ooh, Sam wins according to Price is Right rules, but you were closest. It's a 9.2. Damn. That struck Prince William Sound, Alaska on Good Friday, March 1964. So not even that long ago. 9.2. But it's Alaska, so, you know, nobody was up there to feel it. They were too busy getting drunk. Shit Making out buckets. with seals and yeah. causing influenza C. <laughs> Throwing rocks at Russia. Uh, you can see it from there. Right. Um, what was the largest earthquake magnitude ever recorded in the world? 9.5 on the Richter scale. Okay. Sam? Yeah, why not? I'll just look, let her have that one. Oh, you buttholes. Yeah, it's a 9.5. Yes! <laughs> in Chalet... On May 22nd, 1960s. So, man, the 60s were uh, heavy with social uh, changes and uh, bullshit and George Wallace and then earthquakes. Uh, the earliest reported earthquake in California, give me a year. The earliest recorded? In the California. The Great San Francisco fires, is that the one that caused that? Uh, it, uh, is If that's your guess, then uh, that's what we'll go with. But I don't know what year that was. Okay. Uh, it was 1908. Uh, Jackie? Uh, 1892. 1892. You both have bankrupt in The Price is Right. Uh, it was 1769 by the exploring expedition of Gaspar de Portola. Well, the group was camping about 48 clicks away from uh, L.A. He was taking a dump. He could have been taking a dump. He was. And he was, and like, he was like, Earthquake aren't beans. It's raccoon. <laughs> That's definitely not my butt. It's the earth. <laughs> He's like, what, guys? It wasn't me, okay? Uh, here's here, here's where we get into scary things. Uh, and you guys, the, the, there's just no way you can guess this. But uh, So these are just straight up fun facts. Uh, we'll make Jackie the winner of... Uh, Pop quiz hot shot this time with her one correct answer. Uh, San Francisco is moving towards LA at the rate of two inches per year. That's insane. No? Yeah. It's moving as fast as our fingernails grow, though, <laughs> which makes it sound a little better. <laughs> It'll get there eventually or not. Which is really disgusting if you think about your your fingernails growing two inches a year. Two inches? <laughs> you would scratch your butthole. Uh, bleh. <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to wear shoes. Uh, the cities will meet each other in several million years. So we're good for now, but... Uh, <laughs> not our problem. Yeah, not our problem. Probably won't. Yeah, I mean, there. San Francisco and L.A. getting along would be like cats and dogs living together. So, God, right. glad we're not going to see that. Yeah, they'd have to, like, have, I was about to say, like, they'd have football teams right across the street from each other. But San Francisco and L.A. already have that. Or, no, L.A. doesn't. L.A. only has the one team, huh? No, L.A. has two now, but San Francisco and Oakland no longer the, oh, the yeah, Raiders are in moved. Vegas. Oh, yeah. But the Chargers and the Rams are now in L.A. All right. All right. If there's even going to be football. Uh, um, Brady's Buccaneer career could end with a whimper rather than a broken hip. <laughs> <laughs> and then he could cross stitch. 
<laughs> he might already cross stitch. He's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> He's as old as Jackie. Uh, he cross stitches his own hernias. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a nice little flower pattern. Uh, actually, you know what? We could uh, we could do uh, another pop quiz on this one. How many earthquakes take place a year, uh, including all, whether we can feel them or not, just recorded by instruments? Sam? 10,000. Jackie? 365. 365 earthquakes. Yes. Okay, 500,000? <laughs> wow, that's a lot. I should have just bid $1. Uh, okay, how many of those can actually be felt? 200. Okay. 4,000. 100,000. My God. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's. I'll, I'll give you a hint. This one's going to bring it into your rage. How many of those that can be felt actually cause damage each year? 150. 75. Sam wins with 100. Is Damn the it! Correct answer. Uh, and last but not least, I'm going to give you guys nah, just one here. The deadliest earthquake ever struck January 23rd, 1556, in Shanxi, China. Uh, give me an estimate on how many people died. Jackie? What year was this again? 1556 in China. Okay. Um, zero. Okay, Sammy? 4,000. 830,000. Oh, Price is Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Jesus what? Christ is right. <laughs> what were they so doing? they just been that thick with the people this whole time. This whole damn time. Like, that's crazy. 830,000 people. How many people did Krakatoa kill? Like, 50,000 or some shit like that? Yeah, I don't know what Pompeii wasn't more than like 50,000, was it? I don't know. I don't know any of these numbers. Yeah, well, nobody lived on Earth, but uh, who was even in that movie? I can't even remember. Was it Orlando? Pompeii? Yeah. The guy from uh, the Joe, what's his face? Uh, Black, what was his name from uh, Game of Thrones? Kit Harington? Oh, Kit Harington was in it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. There's your earthquake trivia. Um, I've got some other news. My back is out and I'm going to go ahead and blame Carolyn Baskin for it. <laughs> it's that damn okay. Carolyn Baskin's fault. <laughs> I hope you're wearing underwear today, Tiger King. <laughs> Speaking of which, Sam, take it away. <laughs> you take broke away. a promise last Corona. So, Oh yeah, no, I watched all of that in one go. <laughs> Yeah, we did too. I I put the preview on and I saw it and I was like, I'm not going down alone. And I had Sandra come in and I was like, just watch this preview. And she's like, I'm not interested in watching TV today. And I made her watch the TV preview and she sat down and said, let's watch this. <laughs> and we watched all of it. Uh, Mouths agape the entire time. Right, right. What was What was your take? On what heart well i mean it's all insane every bit of it is insane were we wrong when we talked about it and like i guess we were because we didn't do a very good job of selling it to you because you were like i'm not watching that yeah i didn't sell. well i think you were underselling it and i was like well i'll 
Because it wasn't even you. Like, what happened is I turned on Netflix and it just threw it in front of me. Sure, right. And now, had Netflix done that, I would have been stubbornly not watching it the whole time. But, like, I see it and I'm like, oh, shit. No, I gotta watch this. This is terrible. Because it's like... If it, if Jerry Springer was on was filmed live in a train wreck, yeah, that's what that but, shit was. But bigger, but bigger, but bigger than that, a flying train wreck, a flying live train wreck with surrounded Jerry by Springer wizard. inside of it. What do you think about the conspiracy, Sam? That somebody put something on his shoe, and the tiger tried <laughs> to drag him around. God. Damn it! I forgot about the shoe conspiracy. Do, do you think somebody was trying to kill him? I don't. I don't think there was actually a scented shoe conspiracy. Perfume. Perfume. They put perfume on my shoes, the yeah. sons of bitches. The tigers love Estee Lauder. That's why they're not allowed to go to makeup counters. They'll kill the makeup ladies. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is I'm sure that back in like the 80s or early 90s, there was probably a scent of uh, either perfume or cologne that had tigers in the commercial, like white diamonds with Elizabeth Taylor. And she's she's got her arms around a tiger. Oh, yeah, I think so. So who then ate her because she was wearing perfume. Right. Mm, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Love perfume. And Had it you- been Liza Minnelli, the tiger would have spit her out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's inedible. Do you think that they were using food off of the the Walmart donation truck? Oh hell for yeah! For their pizzas, I totally think that was. They happening. said that they got to pick through the donation truck first. That was part of the gig, right? Was they got to live on site trailers, which looked bad, mm-hmm. and that they got to thumb through any of the meats that they wanted and take first dibs, and then the tigers got the rest of it. Right. That's super dick. It's super dick. Like well, I the think, humans can only eat so much. That's the other thing. The tigers can eat like whatever forty pounds in one sitting or something. Whereas, like, if you eat a pound of bologna, you're gonna be in bad shape for like a day and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that they probably had like a, a a stable menu where they'd just get like cheap pepperoni and you know mass cheap pepperoni because you don't you're not gonna find that in the bin at Walmart, right? And so you have yeah. your pepperoni pizzas and your all your uh, your uh, mystery Hawaiian meat Hawaiian pizzas and your uh, sausage pizzas, but then you have the weekly special, and the weekly special is tiger food, not food that is made of tigers, but you know the food that goes to tigers. It's Walmart aged beef. What did you think the- about his reaction, Sam, when uh, that lady's arm got ripped off? at the park and he was like it's gonna ruin me yeah no that's what that's I've, that's that was about right that's how they deal with it that lady usually I, man, what the hell is going on with any of those people like it's all just so bonkers and the thing that that blows my mind away is that you know like i like i was seeing last week and i kind of think that the, that it's been in production for a while like this documentary is like they just kept shit just kept happening and they're like oh my god there's just this is gonna be five seasons because this guy just keeps delivering documentary shit but like how all this stuff went under the radar until now with the american public 
I don't think it went under the radar with the FBI, but I do think that for the most part, nobody knew about this shit. Like this is like there's Hollywood struggling for ideas and here you go. Like you can't write this shit. You can't write this shit. And how does something like this survive because of the conundrum that it that it, it exists in? These two guys, Antle and the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Right. They have successful breeding programs and animals that are having impossible times breeding in captivity. So what the fuck do you do? Right. Because they're still breeding them and they're healthy. Right. So you can't actually shut the shit down. Right. Uh, meanwhile, you've got your, your, your guy that's doing a good service that you're like, uh, uh what do we do? Cause this is illegal, but it's kind of working, uh, is also like maybe David Koresh, like maybe he's David Koresh. Like he could easily go, you go in there and like, we're taking the tigers and he's like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, he's like, by the way, I just let him out, and I'm part of their army. Uh, <laughs> you're fighting a man in a sea of tigers that's dual-wielding 45s. <laughs> uh, yeah, the ATF good. wanted no fucking part of that. Yeah, they looked at it on good. paper like, this is a losing proposition. Right. Uh, w- wave of tigers and a man with dual 45s, we're going to lose this one. <laughs> All right, so Sam is now on board. Uh, Sam, I'm going to switch it to you. Uh, sure. You have a take this week, or Sam takes on, or something like that. Sando takes on ducks. Ducks, right. <laughs> what? Particularly one duck. Okay, one okay. duck. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, though it has been, uh, it, it seems like it's proven that the COVID-19 is not avian versus some of the other coronavirus, especially the influenza strains of H1N1 and H1N3, say. I believe it was uh, called the avian flu. The Well, one of them, H1N1 was the avian flu. H1N3, I think, was the one. Maybe the, the Spanish flu was also a bird flu, too. Mm. But there's a swine flu, and then there's hep, or not hep C, but uh, influenza C, which is apparently from seals. And thanks, Alaska. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Sam, you can't tell people, I got this hep C from a bird. <laughs> so nobody's going to fucking believe you. <laughs> well, I think that you know, I also don't have any uh, evidence that I actually had the COVID-19 because you have to be hospitalized sick to actually find out. Right. So mm. I was sick all week, and uh, I feel better today than I have felt since last Friday. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what I noticed was that our cat monkey has had a tawdry what, romance what's, what's with a, a male monkey? duck. The cat's name is Monkey. Oh, damn it. I was really hoping that you in, in this your is going to get confusing. You've gone all Dr. Moreau and we're <laughs> making splicing things that shouldn't be done. And soon I was going to have like 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 not just weird animals, but like g- strange sandwiches like a like a like a palm tree sandwich. Like just, you're putting it all together, making weird shit. Cat monkeys, cat monkeys. <laughs> I think they're called servals and they exist already. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the cat's name is monkey. Okay. And monkey seems to be having a romance with a Drake, a male duck. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I blamed that duck for getting me sick. Uh, 
And now Monkey's not talking to you anymore, and she's telling you, respect my decisions. (laughs) Well. (laughs) That's my man. And this is what happens when you go into a week of isolation. Uh, As it turns out, this motherfucker, the duck, has now taken a mate, that two-timing son of a bitch. What a bastard. Yeah. Poor Monkey. Don't ducks mate for life? Mallards? I don't know. Yeah, they do. I think they do. Ducks do mate for life. Duck gave me the sniffles. Huh. So and a fever. So let me let me see if I can piece this together. I'm gonna put on my uh, Robert Stack hat and uh, you gotta talk in the voice too. I can't. Um, he's too good. But uh, your your cat's out on the prowl one day and he sees this duck and it's this duck is. What's got a she? It's a lady cat and a man duck. Right. Yeah. So right. at least that part of it is sort of kosher. Right, and uh, that duck is uh, flipping its uh, uh, tail feathers up quite quite a bit, and that duck's like, uh, or that cat's like, I'm gonna eat that duck. But then that duck turns around and gives it the old uh, the old Sinatra like, yeah, pretty much. And this has been going on for weeks. And so then the cat and duck tongue each other immediately. There's no foreplay. Uh, it's it's they both feel gross about it afterwards. And then the cat comes inside because it's hungry and uh, mistakes uh, its dog or its cat food for your eyeball. No, no. Okay. So this romance has gone fast and loose for several for a couple since the duck flew back in here. They've been you can see him hanging out because mm-hmm. I think really what happens is, is that she does want to eat the duck. Mm-hmm. But the duck is obviously too big. So and, and instead of fighting, <laughs> they've become friends. Okay. And I still and don't know how out he gets sick. Daily. And then the duck gets its duck business all over the cat. Okay. And then I go into the garage and then the cat jumps on me and there I go. I'm I'm ducked. I've been avianed. I've I've got it. And so you're picking up the cat. And using well, it as a washcloth. Well, the cat just jumps on me whenever I sit down to put my shoes on. Right, but how does it, how does the cat get on your face? The you cats just get all over you. They just no. you can't do anything about it. Keep the cat away from your face. Oh yeah, you try to keep a cat away from your face. You try in your shoes and they rub into your face. You can't do anything. Like, God damn it, I'm trying to tie my shoes. Quit rubbing in my face. It's too yeah, late. Not to mention that the dog kicked you in the head today. Yeah, but my dog's not rubbing up against ducks. My dog's just rubbing up against me. Maybe your dog should get faster or more charming. Hmm. Good call. Or actually a bad call, because then I get sick, according to you. According to your very clear scientific method. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fallacious reasoning that I clearly disqualified at the beginning of the whole talk. I don't think that you're uh, more wrong or more inaccurate than, say, uh, the- Fox what, News? The, uh, Box News? What? Fox News, Breitbart. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say the voice of the nation, uh, uh, the the president, who uh, is probably less accurate about how COVID is spread than you are. So, okay, I'll take it. You know, don't have your cat touch your face because you don't know where that cat's been. Yeah, quit yeah, sniffing so cat butts. Yeah. On the next, yeah, for the next uh, thing to not do besides touching your face or licking each other in public. Keep your cat away from ducks, because, yeah, I tell you what, it's no picnic. (laughs) I blame Carol Baskin. (laughs) 
uh, I got some uh, I got some follow up COVID news for you on that, Sam. Sure. Uh, I've got uh, the weekly takes at the box office this uh, this last week. Eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Five thousand one hundred and seventy nine dollars. That's surprising that even that many people went. I don't know why the theaters didn't just shut. shut I've it got down. your answer. Drive throughs. Drive ins. Drive ins. No, you drive through. You just you just say, "Hey, look, it's the new Star Wars," and then you just keep going. <laughs> you just hand them some money and yeah, you just keep going. Yeah, drive ins. Drive ins. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, yeah, I, that's where I think the money is coming from. Is uh, those are still open. So we now know what the hot take is for drive-ins on a, on a medium traffic week as all of America pulls in five, five G's in drive-in traffic. <laughs> That's not very much. It's not good. Uh, no, and I think the drive-in by me is actually closed. Oh, really? Why would they do that? that yeah, sucks. I think that the, the Caldwell one closed. Huh. They, most of Caldwell shut down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Justin won't let me leave the house. Right. Since we got back from Hawaii, I went to the store one time and I begged to go to the gas station to buy ice cream and they had shitty flavors. And then I ended up getting, you know, whatever the worst of the, you know, the best of the worst was. And then I ate some of it and it made me sick mm-hmm. because I, I guess I don't like ice cream. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, apparently I cannot eat ice cream anymore. I'm, I'm too fucking old with my cross stitching and, uh, yeah, so I've only seen the outside world twice. Right, that's true. I will say that today is our big anniversary, Jackie. Uh, it is Today is actually a coronavirus anniversary because two weeks ago from today, we came back from uh, L.A. or from Hawaii through L.A. And so now we're out of our self-quarantining thing. We didn't get coronavirus in L.A. that we know of, or at least we don't have to go to the hospital because of going through L.A. To when we came home. Well, I to think it's just a because... a hotbed of coronavirus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think really just that we're two disgusting-ass people, and uh, the coronavirus took one look at us and was like, nope, too much competition. I'm good. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so congratulations to us. We, If it yeah. wasn't for the rest of the uh, uh, country being on lockdown, we could go out inside and do stuff and not feel b- bad about it, but we can't because... Yeah. Yeah. See, you made fun of me for drinking all that alcohol on the plane, but I probably saved myself. Because you still are on this theory that alcohol cures coronavirus. It doesn't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is what I'm going There's with. Just say I like booze. Real solid amount of scientific data that says that the high blood alcohol level actually compromises your immune system. You know what? I'm I'll, not going to stop. I'll go you one further, Sam. If you drink past that point and keep drinking and drinking and drinking, you will eventually be cured of coronavirus. Yes, because you'll die. Because you'll die. Just got to take up my beer. Well, Jackie, if the ice cream is a problem, you'll probably be upset to find out that the grocery delivery people brought me a, it is a, combination it's a klondike but it's not an ice cream sandwich Mm. it's just coated in chocolate so it's like a bar but it eats like a klondike and it's reese's peanut butter it's delicious oh i've had those i've had two of them already 
They are so good. They're like real the good. Um, Have you tried the Twix ones? I haven't had the. Oh, I've had the Twix. Just the Twix ice cream, and that's good too. Yeah. Yeah, they have the Twix bars, and they have Snickers ice cream bars too, and they're both very, very good. Why is it called a Klondike bar if it's a cookie? Well, what would you? The do Klondike, for a Klondike bar is an ice cream bar? sandwich. I know the song. What, Sam? It's an ice cream sandwich. But it's called a bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? It's not a bar. It's a sandwich. Yeah, I don't know. No, Klondike bars are coated completely in chocolate. They're well, like, they've true, got magic yeah. shell on them. That's what it is. It's the same thing. So this is just a Klondike bar with uh, Reese's inside of it, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And I guess what the Klondike bar is, is like that shell chocolate is good enough that it doesn't melt all over you immediately like most ice cream chocolate will okay yeah but i'm still confused um why do they show cookie sandwiches in the commercials when they say what would you do for a clonic bar because that's not a clonic bar that's a clonic sandwich what the fuck advertising well, they you quit making those have commercials. Sandwiches, Klondike sandwiches. Oh, absolutely. My dad, uh, my dad would only get the grossest of treats. A, he would get. I can't even tell you what they are. They're the uh, most generic cookies you've ever seen, but they're like a shitty Oreo. And somebody's gonna know what the hell I'm talking about. They come it's in a, the the Western family cookie sandwich. Western they're family awful. cookie sandwich. Yep, a lot of those. And then terrible. the popular one in our town wasn't like. People, I guess, just couldn't fucking decide or couldn't say, you know what? Sometimes we want vanilla. Sometimes we want chocolate. You only got the ones that were white on one side and Correct. and brown on the other. Correct. Correct. And they were rock fucking solid. Rock fucking <laughs> solid. They were so gross. Uh, his favorite ice cream flavor was the five-gallon tin of Neapolitan, uh, <laughs> which is not... Anything that anybody should partake in, like what the fuck is Neapolitan ice cream? Like, I, well, I bought some for everybody and ate it all by myself because nobody wants Neapolitan. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I like Neapolitan. Just, no, you don't. No, you don't. Everybody, no, you don't. it ends up being uh, the chocolate's gone immediately, and then people decide eventually to eat the strawberry and the vanilla. Right. See, and I like strawberry ice cream. Then just get the strawberry. Just get just get a thing yeah. of strawberry. Especially because if you just get strawberry ice cream, it usually has actual chunks of strawberries in it, which is good. Right. Wow, you guys super were poor because the Neapolitan that I had as growing up had chunks of strawberries in it. Huh. Screw you. Anyways, moving. Nobody likes Neapolitan, including you. Uh, and then the uh, we didn't get uh, ice cream sandwiches. We got uh, popsicles, and they were the kind that you break over a desk. You know. Yes. Yeah. The little two Here's- stickers. What I don't get about those popsicles. Did you always notice that there was like a few cherries, like one blue and then like 76 orange ones? 76 orange ones. Yeah. Yep. A lot of orange ones. What the fuck? I don't know. I I don't know. Like it, 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 it does the sorting machine make that decision? Like some guy put it on orange one day and the, they just went all orange from then on out. Or was there actual market research done? Or is it just so cheap and shitty that they're like, Send all the orange to Idaho. <laughs> or, no, I, I've wherever I've gone, those giant bags of shitty popsicles that you break over the corner of a counter, there's always six times as many orange ones. It's like they were, okay, well, we got to make Kool-Aid for the blue ones and the, and the red ones. Right. 
but there's this fucking run on Tang since the astronaut commercial, <laughs> and we just can't get rid of this shit. Uh, right. Uh, got another streaming do's and don'ts for everybody. Uh, on uh, something we watched last week, also on HBO that Sam didn't watch, and I'm going to go ahead and straight up tell him that this is a do not for Sam. <clears throat> he would not like this show, but it's called uh, The Outsider. Starring uh, Jason Bateman, briefly, uh, uh, Sam Mendelson, Brad Mendelson. I can't remember what the lead guy's Tom name. Tom Mendelson, the guy that was the guy that's the bad guy in every movie now. Is that I don't know. Tom Mendelson's the bad guy in Rogue One. Tom Mendelson is the he's the bad guy in everything now. Huh. Okay. He's even the uh, scroll in the Marvel universe MCU. So in Captain Marvel, he was the. Bad guy that becomes the good guy, sort of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Cynthia Revo, Ben Mendelsohn. <clears throat> ben Mendelsohn. Yes, that's who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the then, guy. Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah, he's good. Uh, and then Cynthia Revo, who apparently won the talent lottery, uh, because if you remember, if you if you didn't see uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale or whatever with uh, Captain Handsome. Um, and you didn't see Harriet because she was nominated for Harriet. Uh, she won or she was the one that uh, sang at the uh, the Grammys and pretty much kicked the crap out of everybody else, including Sir Elton John. Sorry, Sir Elton John. Uh, she's fucking deadly. She is deadly. I don't remember much of the Grammys. We watched it sort the of. Emmy, I was, or the, the, the Oscars. Sorry. Oscars. All both of them. All I remember out of all of the awards season was that. Uh, was it Usher tried to do a Prince song? Dude, he fucking the, blew it. What the fuck are we talking about Usher for right now? I'm talking about Cynthia Revo, bro. People with oh. actual talent. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can really remember about the Oscars was uh, uh, Eminem. Getting up there and singing that song, Eminem was Trying good to get too. Bleeped as much as he possibly could. Yeah, he yeah, was, he was good too. I, I was actually pretty pumped. The older I get, the more I like Eminem, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, because you only got one shot. All right, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, I can't rap, so that that was it. Uh, The Outsider. It's uh based on a Stephen King novel, or it's not based. It's a it's a supposedly a, a page and paper uh adaptation of it. Um. Jackie and I both, I'm, I I think we both really liked it. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's the best adaptation of one of his horror pieces I've ever seen. Jackie, where are you at? I I super liked it. Um, but, you know, then again, you're talking for me, so I'll just be quiet and settle over here. Let you keep on talking for me. Because you don't actually have anything to contribute. Oh, God damn I, it. I set you up to talk about it. I quit. literally asked you what your thoughts were. Quit quit putting the pressure on me, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Do you want some reminders of what happened? No. <laughs> okay. I, I liked it. Um, I liked that it had the paranormal kind of mythological. Well, not paranormal. The mythological aspect of it. Right. About what this thing was and unicorns with 10 inch cocks. Yep. That's it's actually what pretty it is. small cock for a unicorn. Let's go find them. We got to get them. should have probably like what? 47 inch cocks on a unicorn. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. But when it rears up to do its unicorn business, you really want something showing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Stephen King, when he wrote this was uh, not on Robotus and he was just straight up on H. 
So, oh, nice. Yeah. No. No. No, I thought it was a good story, and I thought that it it uh, was well paced for the yeah. series, yeah. and it was it was one of those ones I wanted to binge it, but I had to get go to work the next day, right. so it was like, all right, well, that's all we're gonna watch, and usually I'll cross stitch. <laughs> there it is again when we're watching mm. TV, right? Because I don't really fucking care, right? Um, but I actually set it down and paid attention, kind of like the Tiger King. The first episode, I was like, oh, okay. And then after that, I was like, I can't cross-stitch. I have to watch this madness in front of me. Right, right. Um, I also really appreciated the fact that uh, they didn't cower away from the supernatural side of things because, as we're well aware, most of Stephen King's horror work is supernatural. I mean, there's some element of supernaturality to it. There's always some element of uh, youthful Randall Flagg? I mean, how do you get... He's in, like, half the fucking books. Right, 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 right. Um, They didn't shy away from that. And at the same time, like, when it's exposed on what you're dealing with, it's not stupid. It's not shit weasels, as it were. Um, (laughs) You know know what I mean? I mean, obviously, we all know about the shit weasels, Lenny. (laughs) Right. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is stupid. There was this really nice like build up to it that I was thinking, oh, they're going to reveal the monster and I'm going to be like, ugh, lame. But when they do, it's like, okay, okay. Because in these, in these, it, it, my thing about whodunits usually is like when it's divulged whodunit, you're always kind of disappointed. The, the fun part of it is the build up to you don't want to find out who done it because you want it to keep going on because that's the fun part. And then once yeah. go ahead, Sam. I, in fact, that's you know why I was Did you just many fart? years ago started pushing uh, Connolly on you. Cause I was like, they're not really who done it. It's how it was done. You find out who the bad guy is immediately. And it's like, well, he's dodged this major bullet immediately right. because he's knows he either will disappoint you because you want to figure out who does it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. who done it. That's what the greatest satisfaction is, is figuring it out right before. So the perfect amount of time, But even then when you right? do, and, it's, and, it's, and you, it's like, hey, I figured it out. And then the next line is, it was the butler. You're still disappointed because now you know it was the butler. Yeah, there's not a lot of gratification. Whereas when you have these mysteries where how it was done is the interesting part. It's a lot more fun, I think. Yeah. I think that's probably why I liked Knives Out so much. <clears throat> and I, because it was, you knew that something happened to this guy. And then there were all these suspects about what actually happened to this guy. But you think it's, yeah, I, I like that twisty, turny. And a lot of ways, Sam, I would say that I like to be stupefied <laughs> towards to the end. Like, I think it's this person, and then when it turns out not to be them, it almost makes me feel like, yes, okay, they got me with the red yeah. herons. Right. Yeah, yeah you, you don't want you have like a Matlock ending where it was actually that guy, and you're like, that guy wasn't even in this episode. No, nope, right. he's the killer. That's why you didn't guess it. Like, you know what? No I'm gonna, shit, huh? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, Sam, I don't like the Matlock ending. That's my no, least always favorite bad. ending. <laughs> Two Matlock uh, references in one episode. But yeah, uh, I if if you do like Stephen King's horror side of things, which I typically don't, even though I love all of his movies for the podcast's sake, um, uh, I, I recommend this one uh, a lot. The pacing's phenomenal. And 
Cynthia Erivo is deadly and I want to have the TV be nothing but her and uh, everybody else is great. Uh, the directing's great. Uh, and uh, Jason Bateman directed three episodes, I think, which is like, dude, what is up with him? Uh, apparently, he's really good in Ozark, too. Which we oh, yeah, I was just about to say, I've been getting I'm getting a lot of pressure yeah. from the my gaming clan. There's a number of people that have been like, oh, you got to do the Ozark. Right, right, right. So we're it's on our list, too. Yeah, we'll probably get to that at some point. Um. <clears throat> Sam, you got anything else? Well, uh, because I'm on the metered internet, <laughs> we've actually been doing this because you got to do something, right? Right. Uh, cracking out a sealed Blu-ray because I have so many. As you know, I I buy movies at a fevered pitch that I can't even watch them. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's what we've been doing lately is cracking open Blu-rays that I haven't bothered to open yet and watch them. And uh, this week it was our back-to-back double feature and cracked open Blu-rays that I haven't watched. It was the outlaw Josie Wales and John Wick because she hadn't seen either one of them. Okay. All right. So, and wait, it's actually, so John Wick won, right? Yeah, the first one. I have no interest in owning the other ones. Right. Uh, that first one's real good, though. Yeah. But I thought it would be like, oh, this is interesting. It's going to be like an inadvertent anti-hero double feature. When watching them in conjunction, Josie Wales is a really good guy mm. who just happens to murder the fuck out of a lot of people okay. that all really deserved it. It's not just like, oh, they were a bad guy. It was like, no, that motherfucker deserved to get shot right then. John Wick isn't a very good guy. No. He's not no, he's a bad assassin guy for hire. He's not a good guy. It's not the same thing at all. But that uh, nightclub thing, haven't seen that for the third time. Boy, that nightclub sequence is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And there right. is not one bit of that that is him that isn't Keanu Reeves other than the fall. The big fall off the balcony is obviously not him. And it was not anybody, but uh, or wires and sped up. Right. But yeah, the level of stunt work that he does himself in that movie is, I think, why the John Wicks don't hold the two and three beyond the fact that they're just paper thin plot lines. They don't hold up because nobody does that much fucking of their own stunt work over and over again. The amount of stunt work that Keanu Reeves did in that first John Wick is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Have you seen him go to the gun range online? We all saw him go to the gun range online. It was amazing. Like, I thought he, you know, it's a movie. They can just make the effects. But he fucking nails it. Yeah. No. He did all of his own driving, and you can't do any of the shots without it. Like, that's the other thing that happened after John Wick is watch that one second. Even though if you've never seen The Outlaw Josie Wales, it's not considered among... Uh, the masterpieces of Clint Eastwood because it happened so much earlier than those that are considered his masterpieces. Mm-hmm. It is one of his best films that he ever directed. Yeah, uh, I believe it or not, I've only seen bits and pieces of Josie Wales. Um, I've I, I I did watch uh, uh, Fistful of Dollars and a few dollars more back to back about fifteen years ago, but I've 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 only seen clips. Well, those were Sergio Leone. Yeah, right. Clint Eastwood directed. The outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, okay. All right. In '76, he also and he directed was on point. Uh, uh, Bronco Billy. Um, so and Firefox, right? In '80 something, <laughs> like there's some 
questionable decisions directorially. Right. But <laughs> that one isn't one. Like, that's a shade of things to come is when you watch The Outlet. I still... I think his best movie is Mystic River. I just don't ever want to watch it again because of how horrible it made me right. feel. I agree with uh, that. But I, I think, think number two that. is the outlaw Josie Wales, even it's though pretty- other people would say one of the other five quote unquote masterpieces. Yeah, Mystic River is pretty tough stuff. I would, uh, I will have to, we'll have to break that down at some point because I used to be so hard on uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's directorial stuff after uh, Million Dollar Baby. And I need to revisit all those ones that I love so much because I only saw Sansa Iwo Jima the one time. And I would like to go back and watch that because I remember that one being the one that I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is a good movie. Um, but I also uh, only saw Mystic River one time. Apparently, Jackie's never seen it. So we can add that to the list of things that she can never watch, even though it doesn't come anywhere near the realm of platoon in my opinion. And she already just watched platoon. So well, just I because guess, you said that, like, yeah. I'm willing to go through it when this all comes to an end with the social distancing like i might just do that i just might be like all right this is the first thing we do is we're going to watch mystic river and see if it makes you less happy than platoon (laughs) right right which is (laughs) because i've seen platoon multiple times uh, and i'm fucking afraid to watch that one a second time can we have a pizza party while we do it because that always makes things so that you can yak up pizza (laughs) uncomfort God damn it, it's that kind of movie? Jesus. Dude, oh, the no. end of Mystic River fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I don't think it's the deer hunter. Don't think it's the deer hunter. I think it's... I think it's, I think it's, it's a coin toss for me as to which one's worse. All right. All right. Um, moving on, we've got one last uh, thing to address. Another streaming do's and don't, and another follow-up to last week's episode. Um, yeah, I pinned her down, and we watched the Watchmen movie. <laughs> Just as good as what I remembered the first time. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go for a little while, Jackie. Where if and now I know that last time during Corona episode number one, you were so drunk that you probably don't remember anything that you said. But I'm gonna go ahead and let you just uh, uh, maybe try to vindicate yourself a little bit here. Okay. So, The Watchmen, the HBO series. I was so fucking lost when we were watching that because there's all these references to things that happened before and they try to kind of tie it in, but I'm lost as fuck. I don't, I don't give a shit about any of these characters. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And then I go back and watch the movie uh, with Justin this week. And one, the blue dong is awesome. It's awesome in the series as well. Okay. Way to go blue dongs. Um, but then, Oh shit. Uh, spilt my beer. Mm. Uh, well, I, maybe maybe we should stop you right there because if <laughs> if you're already knocking beers down, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to we don't want to have a repeat. Yeah, angry blue dongs <laughs> knocking shit over. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. So um, after watching the movie, and it, it was a long ass movie. I don't remember it three, being three hours. Three oh four, I think. Um, then a bunch of the stuff from the series made sense to me. And I really huh. felt like if I would have watched the movie first and then went into the series, I probably would have understood what the fuck was happening. Okay. And I would have had a better appreciation for it. But because I didn't and I was just confused and I had to keep asking Justin what the hell is going on, um, it, it took all the good stuff away from me. 
I don't, I'm, and I'm going to go no spoilers, so I want you to say, I want you to commit to no spoilers because you're the spoiler queen. Um, the Watchmen HBO series is a completely separate, self-contained plot on its own with very few crossover in characters, and each one of the characters are, their entire backstory that you need to know is explained. I don't think it was. Like, well, okay. Like Warshak? Well. Rorschach dies. He's dead. Yeah, but Rorschach he, didn't make it in either the comic or <laughs> the movie. That Imagine is the why the same exact thing happened to him in both. Right. One of the commonalities. Right. Yeah, but his face is the resistance face. It's not there, dude. Oh my god, damn it, Jackie! Everybody just fucking shut this podcast down because we we're left with nothing but the we, white supremacists. Okay, thank you. That's not the resistance. Never ever say resistance. And white supremacists in the same goddamn sentence ever again. You will be banished from this house ever again. <laughs> well, I thought in this series that they were some kind of resi- underground They're resistance. They're fucking Nazis. Oh. And Rorschach was pretty Nazi-esque, Jackie. Like, they're, he's they're not a good guy. They're resisting good human values. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think really honestly, I now that I've watched the movie, I I kind of want to go back and watch the series again. Okay. Because I think that I can connect some of the things that I was just like, I don't understand why are these people wearing socks over their faces with black crap on them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what? Uh, There's a secret lab somewhere? There's a giant octopus? What the fuck is happening here? Right. Right. Yeah, the giant octopus isn't in the movie at all. That's no. That's, no. That's no. that you have to read that part. Uh, that's what I would say, uh, and where I'm going to go is instead of cross-stitching, you should just spend, uh, all of Saturday reading The Watchmen. It um, only takes one day. Yeah, it only takes one day, yeah. and it's worth every fucking second of it. Um, I watched the movie with Jackie. It's the fourth time I've seen the movie, and I have finally come to the decision that it's not good. <laughs> yeah? It's not even okay, it's bad. Huh. Um, I don't think it's bad, but I don't know that No, it's... I think I think it's bad. There's I think that there's like because it was 2009 and because we had just come off of the entire string of garbage that Marvel uh, dealt out uh our entire comic book movie existence up until The Watchmen. Uh, I'm talking, you know, Daredevil and uh, Elektra and uh, what else? The, the, the first Hulk, Hulk with uh, super the Australian guy. Eric Bana. Eric yeah. Bana's um, Hulk, yeah. Uh, Actually, the one co- with, um, which is canon, by the way, the uh, the one with Tim Roth and uh, Edward Norton right. is apparently canon in the MCU. It is. It that is, one yeah. stinks. It, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're both not good. Um, uh, there was a couple other, uh, uh, Marvel, I, I'm thinking Blade Trinity, uh, just this, like this archetype that we thought of up until 2009 on what a superhero movie looked at like, um, we, you know, before that we had the Batmans and they all stunk. And, uh, or, I mean, go back to the one that like, well, it's okay to make a superhero movie, Richard Donner's Superman. Like that's right. what everyone's trying to do right, up until right, right. the new MCU movies. Right. Exactly. And so I think that that at in that viewpoint that lens, yeah, boy, it's pretty good. Um, but look, and I'm not saying I'm not even comparing it to the Marvel movies, but I'm saying like that taste that has been 
that that bad taste that's been in our mouth for so long. And you know what? I'm going to lump uh, uh, even uh, Wonder Woman. Well, not even Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman probably should have won some Oscars. Uh, and uh, Aquaman into that group. And everything that we've experienced as far as what that type of movie looks like is so much superior to what The Watchmen was. And uh, uh, the the decisions that have been made since then and, like, the risks that the that filmmakers have taken in as far as comic book movies, I'm specifically now I'm specifically talking about the MCU where it doesn't have to be that comic booky. Uh, it doesn't have to be exactly like the comic book guys. All you're going for is the point. Whereas what Zack Snyder did in Watchmen is so muddled by his like, well, I've got to make the fanboys happy that it makes the fanboys unhappy because it's such a goddamn carbon copy except for the big moment, which after watching the... Wa at, at that this point, when I watched the movie the first time, I was like, well, they can't do the giant squid on New York City. They can't do it. They can't do it. That would look stupid on film. HBO does it. I'm like, God damn it! thank you, HBO, for putting the goddamn giant squid in there. Um, yeah. But like, like uh, 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 Barbus... Um, uh, 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 Vate's little cat tiger thing, like he just shows up at the end in Karnak in the movie, and it's like, what's that fucking thing? There's no like reference to him doing any sort of genetic uh, Doctor Moreau shit. Yeah, and he's just got this fucking cat that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's like, dude, just cut the cat. We don't need just the cat. Cut the cat. We don't need it. It's not plot relevant. The fanboys can go fuck themselves. My point is, don't make movies for fanboys. Make movies for the goddamn script. And we will all fall in line and be like, you know what? That was pretty good. And he didn't do that. He made it, like, tried to be so faithful to the source material's visuals that he forgot about being faithful to what the source material would look like in film and, and, and the point of it, the whole sure. point of it. Like but when, at the same when, time his decision to change the ending uh -huh. was the most faithful to the feeling of that, that he could have done. It's, it's not Sam. I for wanna... him say, right. Maybe for that, him, but that he was able to still get that same feeling out of that decision. And I think with the other stuff, like with the cat, with a lot of the other stuff, had he made that thing as long as he wanted to make it, it would have been five hours long. Sure. Of course. But, my, you're saying that he got the feeling right when it happens it is flat as shit when the reveal happens it's 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 the matlock ending it, sure. the way that he delivers it is so matlock-esque and and i also want to you know like he has to re self-reference like the james bond ending and i know that this is how it happens in in, in the comic um or not the comic the graphic novel but the way Alan Moore paced those that are not just Alan Moore, but Gibbons paced all that shit is it's broken up. It's delivered on time so that you have time to digest it. But in the movie, it's just a uh, uh, fucking Rorschach and uh, Night Owl walk in and Ozymandias says, oh, yeah, by the way. I just uh, made Dr. Manhattan blow everything up and you can't stop me. What do you think sure. this is? A comic book movie? Wah, wah, wah. And Don't I, I, ever filmmakers ever say, what do you think this is? A goofy movie? Because that joke sucks so hard. I think that there's also some selfishness that I don't mind that Snyder took that 
He obviously liked Rorschach a lot more. Dude, I like Rorschach. Most people. And the climax of the film is Rorschach blowing up. Everything after right. that is whatever. And he really centralized that. So sure, yes, the Manhattan thing does fall flat. But he wanted to kill you with the Rorschach thing. And that's I what I thought it worked. Too. I thought it worked fine. I thought it worked fine. I, I thought it worked fine, but it's not the impact. Uh, but Jackie and I both agreed that like uh, the, the the two thing the two takeaways, and you're absolutely right, is that uh, in in the graphic novel, it's the comedian and Rorschach. Those are the two characters that you're like globbed onto. Uh, they're both horrible people, but they're that's who you like are like. I want more of them. And the movie does the exact same thing. It has, if you wanted to put those two, who's the characters, it's still the comedian Rorschach. So he didn't yeah. fail there. Jackie? Well, and the thing is, is that, um, speaking of those two characters, the comedian was the one that I globbed onto the first and only time that I watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, that's not just Zack Snyder. That's a lot of Jeffrey Dean. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the Canadian as the comedian is one of like the only time I can think of a better cast is um, Junior as Tony Stark. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the only time that they've done a better job casting somebody like Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian is one of the most solid casts ever. Right. Yeah. And I think that that was the point that I really started to follow him as an actor and enjoyed seeing him in different things because it didn't seem like he got a lot of roles, and it kind of still doesn't. Oh, I still don't think but, he's A-list, but... Um, no, I and he was he a soap be. guy. Right. But, uh, you know, he's... I don't know. He was my favorite, and he was my standout, and I was so sad in that movie when he died, even the second time. I was like, God damn it, that's the one I liked, and he's not going to be in this movie. Even though he dies right at the beginning. At the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the plot of is him dying. Right. Who killed the comedian? Um... So, Jackie, you're going to give a do to the film on your I am. repeat viewing? Okay. I, I kind of wish that they would redo it now with the kind of special effects, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that they would do a reboot of it and Blech. Blech. maybe dive a little deeper into some of these characters. Because I well, really I felt like HBO the owl was really focused in this in this movie. Oh, yeah. Night Owl is on, I believe, has the majority of screen time. Patrick Wilson. Sam? What? You're making an angry face. Oh, no. I was just saying that I feel like the flushing out the rest of the universe is what HBO is doing. And I don't really think that there's anything wrong with the visuals in the last one. No, I, actually, I don't, I don't I think hate so rebooting. It just, no, just, I don't think. Let it expand. Think... And that's that's what seems to be. And I'm, I'm excited to watch it when I get to it. It's like, if they're expanding on those ideas, I enjoy that more than like, let's just do this again. Yeah, I, I'd rather I'd rather have a time machine and go back and hand the keys to somebody who isn't Zack Snyder. And uh, whoever was running the DC shop at that point in time, um, I'd rather hold off. Like, dude, we don't need Watchmen right now, guys. 2009's not the time. Let's give it another 10, 15 years. Then let's make the Watchmen. But then maybe we wouldn't be in the position we were in. We're fiddling with time. It's a time heist. Time heist. Um, Time travel. Uh, but <laughs> I love that. there was a time heist in the last Marvel movie. I know that's what the joke I'm making is. Yeah, the, the Hulk makes baby Ant Man is like time travel. What's um, stupider than time travel? <laughs> Heisting time travel. Let's fucking do it because we uh, painted ourselves into a nasty fucking corner here. You're you're wanting to time travel to bang ladies, and I'm wanting to time travel to tell somebody to not make a movie. Um, 
but the conundrum yeah. of me using time travel to bang ladies is I end up having sex with my own mom, just like in Time Rider. <laughs> right. Gross. Gross. Um, so anyways, uh, now inadvertently we- because like, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, I'm going to bang hot ladies from the 1800s. Whoever they are, because you get bored after a while. After Wait, you your mom the lived first... in the 1800s? No, but then you end up, you know, redoing the genealogy of Earth until like almost everybody is related to you, and then you're having right. sex with your own kids right. and your parents at the same time, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Don't travel through time and bang people. Uh, just go back in time and tell Zack Snyder, not right now. Um, but yeah, I I don't want to re. I we don't need a reboot, in my opinion. Uh, it's not time for that. We need to do what HBO is doing. And stick with that for about five seasons until they have the dragons burn down King's Landing and everybody gets mad. Um, but uh, yeah, for now, let's just stick with that. And then maybe spoiler in like alert. 30 years, let's deal with Watchmen again. Um, yeah, spoiler. Dude, come on, Sam. Just because you're, you're the only person on the planet that doesn't know what happens at the end of the goddamn show. So it's time. It's been a goddamn year. Just uh, there's a year moratorium on spoilers for things that everybody's watching except for you. But anyways, <laughs> I blame Carol Baskin. Yeah, it's Carol Baskin's fault. God damn it. <laughs> Jackie, let's get our guns. Um, we don't own any. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got uh, one last piece here. Of listener ah, fe- good. Listener feedback. You don't Just get, I'm going to interrupt you, too. Go ahead. We got Listener one... feedback. <laughs> <laughs> now you've been interrupted twice. You guys must feedback. be psychic. Because you, <laughs> feedback. How do you know that we're going to do listener feedback? It's like some of this is now scripted, which is what we weren't supposed to do. Uh, we've got an email uh, from listener ACB on Twitter. He says, best podcast ever. So I am listening to the podcast, maybe a bit on the sauce, uh huh. and I want to say y'all are my favorite podcast, and Jackie is right. Butt cracks are an interesting topic. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your podcast. It is helpful. It is definitely helpful during this time. Um, I do want to also mention I, I wrote back and, and, and had a little bit of a conversation with ACB. Uh, is one of uh, the people that are is currently in Texarkana, uh, and that uh, he's on the shelter inside uh, shelter in place side of things, and uh, is it works as a math teacher and is uh, uh, having to fight a lot of difficulty, still providing lessons to his children. Uh, you know, his his students not in uh, person, and uh, so. Did you ask him if all of his exes live in Texas? That's not funny. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) So thank you uh, to ACB for still doing uh, the Godspeed and keep up the fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. A lot of people aren't getting the praise that, uh, you know, say the doctors and nurses who are dying in hospitals uh, are getting right now. There's lots of people in the in the chain as well. And our teachers uh, and uh, uh, faculty members should always be thanked for everything that they're still doing because once this is over, we still need to have an education system and that system cannot fall apart right now. It has to keep chugging period. Yeah, absolutely. And then it also just needs to learn from like, what are the strengths of all of a sudden having some of this not in the classroom? Right. Where, where is like the, cause I think 
some of it's going to come out that some students need accelerated learning and they're going to find this out that they can actually go ahead faster in mm-hmm. this sort of environment. But the bulk of people still need public school. Right. So, yeah. Well, and I right probably... now in this current environment, it's like you're either a doctor or you're a hero or you're a grocery delivery person and you're a hero. Right. But there's no in between. There. Right. Yeah. And they're they're actually and there's plenty kids. of other people. Whereas like everybody but Jackie in this podcast really is kind of expendable at this point in time. Again, Sam makes signs and he can church them up. As I much as he haven't wants. done anything in a week. Right. There you go. And, and the world is still turning. My job is to make silly podcasts. So and <laughs> However, I am if an I instructional... go down all the way. Just let me see. Then you tell me how easy it is to find the bathroom, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an instructional designer. So if you are out there um, like ACB and you are trying to teach your online classes and you need some help, email us at sinkermadness.com. <laughs> and I know that it sounds kind of messed more up. Emails than Six ever. years and she doesn't know the email address. What is the email address? Talk at sinkermadness.com. Oh, who the hell made that? Email at Stinker Madness. Okay, just e- email at Stinker Madness. Um, uh, so say it again. Just go onto a tall rock and yell, Stinker Madness, help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how Jesus did it. Um, we got to wrap up, guys. Uh, so, yes, please email us. Talk at StinkerMadness.com. Follow us at Facebook uh, and Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash Stinger Madness, Twitter.com forward slash Stinger Madness. Subscribe to us or support us on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Stinger Madness. And uh, I want to send some more shirts this week. I got plenty of time, so let's uh, get some t-shirts made and sent out to you guys. So uh, do we have like a sweepstakes? Is it like a fighting thing where they fight each other for the shirts? No, you just uh, support us on Patreon at the $35 level and we'll get you a, a uh, sweet Tinker Oh, Madness so we're just t-shirt. selling the fucking things. No, it's free <laughs> for supporting us so that... Shut up, Sam. Damn it. Okay. Uh, next Sunday, or next Monday, we will have a new episode where we will be uh, doing Truck Turner. So make sure you get your hands on Truck Turner starring Isaac Hayes. And in the meantime, get to the chopper.